Hi, this is Nayetta. Hi, this is Tiffany. And welcome to The Help Show. Welcome back, guys, and thank you for tuning in for our second series, The Year of the Arts, third episode in March for Women's History Month, Stand Up. We explore women's equality in the workplace and how art can help women overcome sexism and discrimination. Does it matter if a woman makes the same as a man? Did you know, according to the U.S. Department of Labor, there are 74.6 million women in the civilian labor force. Almost 47% of U.S. workers are women, and women own close to 10 million businesses, accounting for $1.4 trillion in receipts. Also, did you know, according to the Department of Labor, 70% of mothers with children under 18 participate in the labor force with over 75% employed full-time. The unemployment rate for women is currently 4.8% down from the peak of 9.0% in 2010. Also, women participation in the U.S. labor force have climbed since World War II from 32.7% in 1948 to 56.8% in 2016. Hey guys, this month's podcast is sponsored by Restore Right, Augustine Insurance, Auckland Research Associates, and Half Price Geeks. We've got two great interviews for you this month, so sit back and enjoy listening to Miss Kimmy and Miss Stephine tell us about women's rights in the workplace. Yes. Her name is Kimmy Akiemi. Awesome. You did good. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kimmy, please tell us about yourself. Yeah, so first off, I want to say thank you, ladies, for allowing me to join your show. Heard such great things about it, and um, looking forward to just kind of sharing my story with you guys. So, as you mentioned, my name is Kemi Akiemi, mm-hmm. um, and I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Um, grew up in a Nigerian household, hence the last name Akiemi. Um, so, actually, from Nigerian Yoruba origins. Um, and one thing that I would say, probably about my childhood, is I grew up in a strict Nigerian household so that meant structure okay. discipline and focus okay. um, and so you ask me you know ask myself said how did you get into the HR profession right with that and it's a uh, I tend to um, um, see myself um, in a very large world and I was always for me my passion was always about helping others, but then not just people, but organizations. And so when I started to really learn about the HR profession, it wasn't just about kumbaya with people. It was about understanding the strengths and the the issues with people face on a day-to-day basis, but then also how do businesses thrive from their people and from their resources. And and so long story short and and how I got into the HR profession, started my career off at Zelle Corporation, which is a merchandising jewelry store. Um, Learned all about merchandising, learned all about employee engagement. And I said, oh my gosh, I think this is what I want to do. And after Zelle Corporation, um, I started my, 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 really my long-term career at Texas Instruments. And TI is a semiconductor company, um, and they um, really specialize in analog and digital circuits. And um, what I loved about my experience at TI was it gave me a really global experience about on human resources. So not just me focusing on um, understanding the people and the culture of the organization, but it was how do we build 
the culture? How do we build resources and how do we build teams in, internationally? Mm-hmm. So I was, um, I was fortunate to have the um, opportunity to go to China, oh, wow. um, to go to uh, Malaysia, Taiwan, and oh, build God. teams out there. And oh, that wow. was an amazing, amazing experience for me. Um, after TI, got into um, Yum Brands, and Yum actually yeah. owns KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza yeah. Hut. Uh-huh. And for me, I am all into fitness, fitness everything. I am a fitness guru. I love everything, nutrition. If, so- you, if you guys see what I see over here, yeah, she's into fitness. Yes. You can definitely co-sign <laughs> yes. on and fitness. So, so when I looked at the mission of Yum Brands, I was like, chicken fried chicken and pizza <laughs> cheese. I'm like... Well, you know what? You just got to really expand your, your horizon. <laughs> so um, I loved my experience at Young because it really taught me a different function of HR. It was mm-hmm. about franchisees. Mm-hmm. Right. How do, you know, um, even African-Americans and huh. how do minorities huh. learn how to build um, capital okay. and, and really, um, you know, really build businesses. And then from there, after Young Brands, I'm now at a public accounting firm um, and they specialize in tax um um, advisory and audit services, and I support the regional um, um, team. So that's Dallas, Oklahoma City, Wichita, Chicago, and St. Louis. And so I'm on the road a lot, um, but it's been a rewarding career for me at my age. So. Oh wow. wow! So you've you've worked in a lot of different types of industry. Um, how would you say, I guess your upbringing, since you were talking about the structure that you grew up in, helped you navigate all these different worlds? Because with HR, it's not just the HR world, it's whatever world that yeah. you're working in. Yeah, right. that's a great right. question. And I think for me, it taught me perseverance, right? Mm-hmm. So my, my dad, especially my dad, I mean, he was one that always taught me, he said, Kemi, never settle for no, mm-hmm. and always be better than that one. Mm, and so, you know, and growing up, that taught me a lot because now I am, you know, I'm growing, I'm maturing, and I always know that there was always someone that's always better than you. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. It's it's okay. But if you work hard, yes. you persevere, you fo- focus, right. I think the opportunities will come. And for me, I was never shy to say, please pick me yeah. or, you know, or please, you know, I, I am willing to go to Manchester, New Hampshire, or I'm willing to go to China yeah. or I'm willing to go to whoever, whatever country it is to, to gain those experiences. I was never afraid to do that. And I think my upbringing taught me how to do that. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Kimmy, I didn't know you were this interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've been doing Kimmy a long time now. Hold on, I'm like, like wait. okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So the the question I really want to ask you because you see, especially working in the HR industry, mm-hmm. you see a lot of um, inequality. Yeah. And so, what is the most common issue related to gender in the workplace that you do see? It's a great question, um, and I think. Um, for me, what I've experienced is I feel that women tend to silence themselves. Okay. We have a voice, Most right? We, we have a voice to, to share. We have a voice, uh, we have opinions. Um, we have strong opinions, <laughs> strong opinions, right? And, and what I've seen, especially in my profession, because I deal with not just necessarily the training and development side and the promotion side, but the compensation side, mm. right? And I see women who are doing the same job just as good or even better at times, mm. they don't tend to, to, to raise their hand saying that I want more right. or I am capable of more or I need to earn more. That's her yeah. name is Nayera. <laughs> 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 I, I, 
I've heard that, Kimmy. I've heard that there's a lot of research that backs that up. Yes. It's like, okay, we know this is a phenomenon. Yes. What's you know, what can we do about it? Right. Yes, and I and that's something that that's a passion of mine in my field today, especially if I identify high potential women. We call that hypo women. When I identify high potential women, meaning women who possess the capability and the skills today, mm-hmm. but then also have the run rate to move up in the organization, I tend to gravitate towards them and take them underneath my wings. Oh, wow. Because, we, you know, you really have to start young. Yes. You start at the internship level, and especially if you start identifying those early traits now, right. you tend to start to give them those resources and tips and tools and those unwritten rules yeah. in corporate America uh-huh. in terms of how to navigate that. Um, so that's something that we as women, as leaders, we got to do a better job. Yes. You know what? There is opportunity for all of us. Yes. Most and I think as women, we we cannot shy away from helping one another. Yes. yes. We can't think that just development opportunities are just for us. Hmm. We need to open up the, the gate. We need to open up those opportunities and those experiences, especially for women, minority women. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they tend to think that. Um, the opportunities are far few in between. Right. right. Like there's one there already. Exactly. So there's no room for me. Exactly. Right. And if they see that one, it's like, man, there's only one Hispanic woman or there's only one African American woman yep. and they think that they can't get there. Mm-hmm. They can get there right. with the right mentorship. Right. Yeah, that was the word I was looking for was mentorship. That's what has been kind of when we talk about the old boys club, that's right. what it, that's all it is. It's that's that's yeah, reality and social yeah. and, and having connection. But it, as women, you think that you know social connection is one of our strengths, but we're not using it in the workplace. That's excellent right. point. It, it's it's such a huge strength of ours. Um, mm-hmm. And not only just mentorship, because you know when when women think of mentorship, they think of this formal process, right? Mm-hmm. Think of advocates. Think of mm-hmm. individuals, men or women, who can speak on your behalf when you're not in the room, mm-hmm. right? That is powerful. That's very because powerful. That's yes. when the compensation discussions take place. That's yes. when the promotion decisions take place. Mm-hmm. That's when you know folks decide really where are you going in the organization. Right. Mm-hmm. Really gain advocates in your career. Mm. That's a great, great, great point. That's a very great point. Okay, and so I mean, as far as that issue, I can kind of answered our question. As far as like. If, if women not speaking up for their own uh, compensation is the biggest problem, it's, it's resolved by connection, advocacy, mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. Um, what are some barriers to other gender-related issues that you see in, uh, in the corporate world? I would say barriers. I mean, I think some of the barriers, is, you know, in organizations that I've experienced is um, they don't necessarily make the opportunities known. Mm. And and oftentimes, some of those opportunities are not a job posting. They're a tap on the shoulder uh-huh. where it's, hey, Kemi, um, can you or are you willing mm-hmm. to do X assignments? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes as women, we're not privy to that information and right. or we're not in the circle mm-hmm. in terms of being you know in terms of knowing what those opportunities are Most and I think that's a, a huge barrier because yeah. that's when men are and I would say I see it on a day-to-day basis men are just much more aggressive and assert- aggressive is probably the wrong word assertive yeah when it comes to raising their hand but you know what? When a woman is assertive, she's not known as being assertive. She's known as being a B word, or she's being known as being mean, or um, conflictual. Oh, yeah. Yes. But you know what? That's a myth. 
Okay. Okay. I feel like, you know, and I think there's a time and place for that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a, there's um, an atmosphere for that. There's, you, you have to, under, you have to look at your audience. You have to know your audience and you have to gauge, is this a time for me to speak up in a way where I am being assertive and my voice is being heard? Mm-hmm. Or do I keep that quiet and, and take someone to the side and maybe take that offline discussion? Right. And I think we have to know the balance to that. I think there's a myth between women being able to stand up Hmm. and raise their hand because standing up for yourself and saying, hey, I am ready for that opportunity. That's not being a bee. Mm -hmm. That's not being aggressive. That's you saying that I'm in control and I'm captaining my career. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm allowing those opportunities to come to me. Okay. Awesome. I really like it. I never thought about it like that, you know, because you just you let us know it's that's a myth you know this is a myth i've been hearing my whole life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and then you work in in the industry and you are hr mm-hmm. and so you see this on a day that you see what i don't even see right what right. i couldn't even probably identify right right no, that's you know? a good point and I, and I see women who those few right that two percent that do raise their hand right I mean, we love it because yeah. Yeah. it's like, man, I think they're, they're motivated. Mm-hmm. They, they want the opportunity. We want to see more of that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we'll switch gears a little bit. So now that we know, you know, different ways to kind of navigate and remind ourselves of our power. Right. Um, but work is work and work <laughs> is hard. Right. And so what are some ways that you see uh, maybe people you've worked with or that, you know, you may have trained people on or how to manage their stress in the workplace? Yeah, you see, and it's not a magic formula, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like this whole work-life balance thing, right? Yeah. Where you, go, yeah. you know, I hear a lot of young women, tell me, Kemi, about work-life balance. Like, what's the magic formula? There is no magic no formula to manage stress. <laughs> and there is no magic formula for work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to know yourself. Right. You have to know when are those moments when you have these stressful moments come up and you have, you're anxious. Mm-hmm. And it's, okay, what are some techniques and tools that work for me right. that can allow me to de-stress? Right. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think what works for me is just is fitness, right? Mm-hmm. It's right. having those opportunities to get away from the office, to be in my zone in terms of um, not just about my just, you know, working on my physical mm-hmm. you know, fitness, but it's spiritual, it's mm-hmm. mental. Mm-hmm. It's really allowing your mind to go to a place where it's like, you know what? block off the noise and block the block all the necessary drama or right. tension but just getting into a zone that you are in tuned with who you are right and and people just have to find especially women have to find what works best for them right and i think movement is a really good way to do that i mean like you said it's mental it's spiritual it's physical it can also be creative i mean right. if exactly. you like i love my zumba class like that's right that's right. where i can go exactly. to dance and, and and just kind of let loose a little bit even exactly. though i'm working out so um yeah i feel like like you said as a counselor that's something we we like to tell our our kids that we work with is that hey you have to find your thing, find your thing. And you got to try things in order exactly. to find exactly so you can't be afraid be to try something yeah, yeah. most open so if your company has that softball team, you'll never know. You never know. You hey, might be great at a you know, home, right? right? team or whatever. Legal at home part two. You can right. be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll throw it back to you, Naya. <laughs> so what are the ways women can prepare themselves to be able to move up in the corporate world, especially the male dominant? So you did you spoke briefly on it, mm-hmm. but what would be a strategic move for them to make? What like what skill or what um what what do you advise them to be able to move up, you know, in the yeah. corporate world? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think um, what I've seen in, in my own experiences, a couple of bullets is 
really perfect your craft, mm. right? You know, you don't necessarily have to be an expert at everything, but be good in a functional area where you are seen as a go-to person. Okay. Whether that's coaching, whether that's leading teams, whether that's a technical function, whether that's whatever that is, be that go-to person where people trust your opinion, people trust your advice, right? right? The other thing I would say um, is surround yourself with mentors surround yourself with advocates and those mentors can oftentimes become your advocates right you know be in a position where people want to take you along the journey I like right so it's it's not about just because one thing you know we have to realize in corporate america is yes you can be a leader right and you can be seen as a leader but if people don't want to follow you mm-hmm. that's a problem right mm-hmm. it is a because huge problem. then you are not seen as a leader you're then seen as a line manager yes a leader is someone where folks want to follow you. Whether you, even if your your vision is still TBD, <laughs> they okay. want to follow you because you have this authentic um, nature about yourself. Right. And a follow up to that is, I think the third thing is be yourself. Yeah. Be vulnerable. Be authentic. Mm. We are, you know, especially in my company, we are looking for real leadership. We're looking for folks. Who, be, who are themselves, who bring them whole, their whole selves to work right. and are able to, to, to showcase and show a skill that or a competency or a trait, whatever that is, right. that folks are like, hmm, what is that? Huh. Like, why is she, what, why, why is she so good at that? Like, huh. why is she so, like, why, it comes so natural to her. Right. Mm-hmm. That's authenticity. Huh. And I think that's what what we have to focus on in terms of people think of oh I got to get this skill I got to go to school I got to get the certification right. that is great that's your that's the tools underneath in your toolkit right but be yourself huh. I like that be yourself I definitely can can agree with that yeah that authenticity is you can't fabricate it but can't. once you walk into it it's hard to walk out of it for one right. exactly because you you might go to a new position go to a new job and it's like. I don't feel good not being myself, so this place isn't for me. It's right. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> right. that's how you know. I mean, that's how you, that's what we call a career journey, right? Oh, mm-hmm. it's, not a, it's not a sprint. It's a, it's a journey. Yes, mm-hmm. most definitely. Well, um, I hate that we're going to be done with this interview because I really could stay here and talk to you all day <laughs> Same here. long. Yeah. But what does um, Women's History Month mean to you, Kimmy? Um, you're very, not physically, but you're strong mentally. I'm uh, myself and I know um, Tiffany, we're enjoying talking to you, but the way that you express how you can move up in your career goal and that it's not a sprint, it is a journey. Mm -hmm. What what does Women History Month mean to you? Yeah. No, and I would say that I love the fact that you guys are focusing on this topic. You know, I think you know, in Women History Month, we, we do talk about empowerment. We talk about the connection. We talk right. about the the authenticity of women. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think Women History Month is about what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. Right? It's about it's about sharing voices, That's sharing right. opinions, especially for young girls that we are grooming and developing. Right? It's right. saying that you don't have to look like Beyonce, or you don't have to look like this celebrity or you don't have to talk like this celebrity but it's like Hemi the girl from Brooklyn New York Mm. who grew up from nothing Mm. who came from the gutter right (laughs) what part of Brooklyn you from from the gutter from the Kemi, you can do it. You can be Kemi. Yeah. yeah. You can have flaws. You don't have to talk like this person. You don't have to be like this person. Yeah. But it's knowing who you are. And I think that's what Women History Month is to me. It's it's allowing women to be 
free. It's allowing women to mm-hmm. be their authentic self, mm-hmm. and it's modeling that for our young generation. Oh man, because they need it. They need that. They need it. They need the structure. They need that so much. The Oprahs, we thank them. The Michelle Obamas, we thank them. We do. The Kimmies, we thank them. Yeah, giving them permission to to get be their full authentic selves, and that's what we have to keep. I think. Advocating is that these young girls, I think they tend to think that there is this model that they have to be, or this, to be. Or this structure, or this, or this figurine, or something. It's be who you are. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, Maria, be who you are. It's right. Nayeta, be who you are. It's Chantel, be who you are. It's Kemi, be who you are. Mm-hmm. It's be you. I like yeah. this. Um, I know we're closing out. I'm just on top of my head. I, I wanted to ask you this. I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> Are there any books that you can um, that you recommend, can recommend mm-hmm. someone us to read or the audience to read? Yeah, I'm sure this audience have read this book, but Lean In, you know, yes, I, yes, I read that. That to me, I mean, it's it's really about that. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, what we're doing today, right? It's about connection. Right. It's about leaning in, not just in your professional world, but in your personal life. Yeah. Yes. It teaches you of, about you know nuances about. You know, if you're in a relationship, if you are, you know, if you have a family, if right. you are, if you want a relationship, if right. you're, if you're a CEO, if you are a janitor, right? right. Mm-hmm. Leaning in and knowing that those opportunities are there for you. Right. Just lean in. Being cool. present. Yes. Mm. History month is about the now. The now. <laughs> yeah, in the moment. We are making history, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Mom, Kimmy. Tiffany. <laughs> Let's lean in. Let's lean in. Let's lean in. Let's lean in. We are hugging. We're hugging. <laughs> oh my God. I love you guys. Thank you so well, thank much. you so much, Kimmy, for interviewing with the Help Show. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed this interview immensely, um, and I'll probably interview again on something. We're gonna pull you back in. Something. Yeah, we're gonna pull you back in. We're gonna pull you back in. Thank you guys for listening um, to the Help Show, and stay tuned. Nayara, thank you. Um, my name is Stephanie Talaco. Um, I am originally from Dallas. Yay, Dallas. I am happily, I don't know how many people really mean that, but I mean it. I am happily married to my wonderful husband, Mark Talaco, and we have a business. Um, it's real estate, and we are developers as well as builders. And um, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's a it was a match made, you know, because I was in real estate prior to meeting him, and here we are together making money moves. You know what I mean? So yay! Woo woo woo! <laughs> so you being a developer and even your husband, um, is it stressful sometimes as being a, a developer? Do you? Well, you know, is your work environment? I know Mark is not stressful. We know that Mark is—he's amazing. But I mean, other people besides it's not your husband. Well, actually, I think. With, well, let me say this: with, I think with any business, there's always some type of stress. Um, every business has its own level of stress, and you know, you as you continue to grow and as you continue to understand your business, your craft, you have a better understanding and you have a better way of, you know, if you will, trying to, you know, not trying, but dealing with it because everything is, 
it's always surprises every day. So, but for the most part, I have no stresses um, mm -hmm. when it comes to um, working in real estate overall. Okay. Um, again, there's always something that's you're gonna have a hiccup. But um, it's funny that you say that Mark is not the stressful one, but actually he is <laughs> um, because he is more so that person that is um, a perfectionist as myself, but he really wants everything to be done the correct way. Okay. You know, and so he gets stressed when, you know, people are not doing what they're supposed to do because he doesn't have time to really cover up, uh, well, not cover up, but make up or cover up other people's mess ups, if you right. will. And he's not one of those that does that. So he's, at the end of the day, he says, you know what, the bottom line is going to be my bottom line. <laughs> so that's why he gets stressed because it's like that money is coming out of my pocket because I'm not covering up anything right. because it's going to come back to me. But, um, you know, again, like I said, with any business, you have um, stressful um, situations, but overall, you know, we, we work it out. Okay. Okay. And so since, how long have you been, um, how long have you been in real estate? I have been in real estate for 17 years. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. And uh, Mark has been in real estate for, oof. Let's <laughs> uh, say a long time. 40 some years. <laughs> uh, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, somewhere close there. But yeah, my husband, um, he actually bought his first house when he was 15. Ooh. Yes. I did not know that about yes, Mark. Yes, yes. So, oh, wow. Um, he um, he self-taught yeah. um, in everything. And, of course, there were some things that he did have to learn. And of course, with anything, he, yeah. he learns as he goes. You, yeah. you, you go through this, you learn. You go through this experience, you learn. And that's what he yeah. does. So that's what we all do, actually. Okay. And so with you being in the industry for 17 years, um, have you encountered gender inequality or discrimination in the workplace? Well, in this business? Yes. I mean, okay, well, again, I think it's all in how you handle it, and it's, is this what I say, okay? Okay. You, you apply for a job. Okay. And most of the time before you apply for that job, you read what your job description is. Correct. And... If you do not like what you're going to be doing, okay. you don't apply. That's right. So when I apply, if you will, <laughs> for right. any job, right. I know what I'm going to be dealing with. Right. So you're going to have something that's going to happen. It's all in the way you handle it. Okay. And a lot of times, you know, when you have the inequality is happening, yes, I think across the board. But it's one of those things, it's not directly. Okay. So when it's not direct, it doesn't seem like it's happening. It's, so, you understand what I'm saying? So you never had inequality. Like someone treated you because you were a woman and they thought you couldn't do the job. And so they treated you a certain way instead of they they're treating David a certain way because he's a man, especially in your industry. Well, only when I tried to pick up a hammer and I was trying to you know, <laughs> Now, you know, down something, and they said, No, let me do that. 
But other than that, I actually, I kind of smiled. I thought it was kind of cute and it was good. But for the most part, um, I, I, it wasn't that type of inequality that okay. I, that I have seen okay. and that I've read about and that, um, so many people have shared with me yeah. that they have actually encountered. Um, so I really haven't been, was, wasn't direct. Um, it's kind of like, you know, here we are celebrating, you know, women's it's history remarked. month. Correct. And, um, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, and it's, it's one of those things, well, once you, you, you get used to doing a certain something, you get used to being treated a certain way, you don't see the inequality. Right. You don't see those things that are happening that are not supposed to be happening. Right. So, again, for me, it hasn't been anything direct that I couldn't handle. Okay. Okay. You know. You know what I like there because you're like. You know what? I'm not the victim first and foremost. Right. And so, if it was any type of inequality, I got this. I'm handling it. And so, I I really appreciate that honesty. But then that confidence as well, Stephanie. You know, a lot of women they can't say that. It's like, whoa, it's me. Help me. I'm not saying every woman is like that because that would be a very unfair comment that I made. But you know, a lot of women. So a lot, a lot. But some women don't have that confidence and say, hey, let me handle the issue or I got this you know absolutely and that's why we have HR in, in place for those that don't know how to speak up and speak out and know how to resolve an issue so that's when we have HRs to help you know but you know what issues. even with that um, mm -hmm. uh, Nayeta mm -hmm. with HR with so many different especially in corporate companies mm -hmm. or even when you have um even small companies, mm. um, you still have some type of administration. And even though you have those things in place, you still, that even that individual, they sometimes they don't know that that person is really going to have the back. If, yeah. gonna, if they're going to be for them or they're going to be for the company. Right, that's true. That's so very true. So that, that, that becomes a difficult situation, um, you know, for people all the time. So is it happening? Am I saying I'm so like immune? No, I know it's happening. Yeah. And it's probably gonna continue to happen, but I do love the fact that our voices are now being heard as women. Okay, I like that. Uh, in so many different aspects. And that I think that, you know, these guys are guys or even the women mm. that are taking advantage, because there's some women taking advantage of yeah. women. Yeah. Um, that are taking advantage of situations. Um, they're not gonna do it as often and hopefully it just diminish. Right. You know, right. we get to a point to where we you know we're all here together and right. let's love on each other. Um, of course, it's always going to be love and war. Yes, there is always <laughs> love and war. Yes, it is. I, you know, I, I, I like the fact that you just didn't, you just didn't point the fingers at the men because there are some women as well. There's mistreating other women, mm -hmm. and, you know. So we we come into places like let's be together, kumbaya. But we as women need to learn not to manipulate each other yes. and to help and not hinder one another. And so with that being said, have you ever seen someone that wasn't as strong as you have that have an issue of inequality or being mistreated and did you help them? If you did, how did you help them? What was the situation? Well, um, of course I've, I've seen 
situations or have seen something that could have possibly been um, not proper, if you will. Um, and a lot of times I think that's the, that the issue is um, if it's someone that's not really close to you, yeah, you kind of want to just stay out of the way. Right. Um, because sometimes then you become the victim. They're like, what are you talking about? That's not what's going on. And, right. You know, you don't want to hear that either. You right. want to know that if you do say something to them, right. they're ready. Right. It's kind of like an abusive woman, yeah. abusive man, you know, whatever. Yeah. They have to be ready. So if that was a situation, well, when those situations have occurred, um, I knew where I fit into the picture and I knew when to say something. And when I did say something, um, I hopefully I did help them in a way to encourage them to, right. to speak out and speak up yeah. and say something. Can and you speak about the situation or no, you can't speak about it? Well, mm, okay. No, no, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to get them out. Like, yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> um, before, I do want to ask you about this because um, the reason that we are, we, that the help show is interviewing Stephanie because of her amazing art. And so I want to get into talking about your art because you're, uh, the art, the people that Stephanie is, if you don't know Stephanie, you gonna know Stephanie, okay? She's beautiful, she's smart, she's fun. But her artwork, in my opinion, what sticks out the most. And so people that, some people know Stephanie, but you really, if you know Stephanie, you know she paint. If you don't know her, then you don't know her. But she's an artist, so she's been painting her whole life. And so I'm gonna let her speak about, you know, what kind of art she does and, you know, and that issue. Like, what kind of art do you do? What's, can you describe what kind of art that you do? I do what I feel at that moment. <laughs> it is funny. I'm laughing because, like, that's what sticks out the most <laughs> with you. For me, for me, like most people don't even know that. And then yeah. you are saying that's what sticks out the most. Yeah. It's and so I think, I think you're only saying that because you know. Because um, I know you. That's why, like, people that don't know you, they can't say that. No, I know you. I've seen. I see your work. Like it's like you're beautiful. Your eyes, your lashes, you're beautiful. But what sticks out is that the passion and love that you when you when the stroke of the brush. I've seen you paint, Stephanie. Well, you know, I think and and, and art is love, and it's it's my vacation. Yeah. And on that vacation kind of crazy but on that vacation I take I have several destinations <laughs> okay. so I'm here and then I'm here and I'm here and I'm here and then I'm back <laughs> and then I'm here and I'm here and I'm here and I'm here and I'm back but I think it's um it's it's uh it's it's so refreshing and it's so, you know, you really can, I mean, you're painting and you're talking to yourself, mm. but you're painting at the same time. Mm. It's like your paint is talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, what I'm doing, I do several different things. I don't, I don't just do abstract. So I do abstract painting, but because we are in the real estate business, mm. We have construction sites. Mm -hmm. I'd go, I'm at the construction sites. Okay. I pick up random pieces of 
trash. So you do sculptures too? I do sculptures. I do. I love texture. I love the physical. I love it all. And for me to see some wood on the ground that's going to the dumpster or a piece of metal, I'm like, oh, I want that. Because to <laughs> me, I'm saying, that's like an outfit for my next destination, you know? <laughs> right, right. And I use those pieces and I take them with me hmm. on my next trip. Hmm. And I use art as vacation hmm. and um, pieces, part of my vacation, if you will. And I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Um, um, I've been painting, I would, I would say, all my life. Um, I just you know, within the last 20 years more so, I have allowed myself to take my internal and my emotions and make it a visual thing. Oh, wow. For not just myself, but for everyone, you know, yeah. to kind of see a sample of what I'm seeing. Because, of, again, as they, as they say, art is all in the eye of the beholder. It so. is. You know, I just, you know, maybe you can feel what I'm feeling at that moment. It's not. It's okay. It's okay. We just go all, you know, kumbaya, as you said, and, <laughs> and sip on our juice and continue on. <laughs> but um, I enjoy it and I love it. And, um, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's always a vacation for me. Okay. So you kind of answered my question. So um, with this one, next one, you kind of... It's like I'm being redundant, but like how has art played a role in, in your self-care and coping with work-related stress? Um, like I said, it's, it, it's my vacation. And, <laughs> um, it is, I mean, of course, artists, I mean, I think painting or creating, creating, I think, is um, a stress reliever. Um, I'm sure not just for myself, but I'm sure for other people as well. But I think it's just, you know, when you're creative, when you're, you're allowing yourself to to not think about the things that are bothering you, things that, um, you know, yeah, we have to deal with them eventually. But, you know, it just, it just allows you to escape. It does. And that's... But I like I like that. I like that. So we're gonna wrap this thing up. But this is the most important question, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, looking at your own journey in your in your um, current culture, what does Women History Month mean to you, and what does it mean for our society? Well, um, Women's History Month um, means so many things. Um, first, it puts a smile on my face, um, a continuous smile, because I see it as not only um, a platform for our youth, but it's 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 a door, a huge door mm -hmm. that has been open for so many women, past and future. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's, 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 a, it's an opportunity for us to reflect, to revel, to honor yeah. and encourage, not just the women, but the girls as well. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so beautiful because 
I see so many races, so many people in so many different communities, so many different ethnicity, eth eth ethnicities. Yes. yes. We've been over here drinking. Yes, yes. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, backgrounds that are all coming together um, in such a beautiful way that is so effortless. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And, and it's allowing everybody to just speak and, and, and empower them and yeah. uplift them to, I mean, to some amazing levels. So you have all these different game changers. You have trailblazers that yeah. are just, I mean, when I say making, as Cardi B would say, yeah. making money moves. Making mo yes, making money. And even with this whole um, gun buying with the young little girl. What was her name? Some, um, I forgot what her name is. Sorry. <laughs> to me, Stephanie. That's okay. Been drinking. Yeah. I'm gonna get you. I'm right there with you. <laughs> But, but yeah, so Women's yeah. History Month, it's, it's one of those things where we have so long been um, absent. I think so. That's We've been silenced. That's a good word, absent. That is that is an excellent word. We yeah. have been absent. And it's allowing us to redress, yeah. address, uh -huh. and be recognized. Let them know we are relevant. Huh, very. Extremely. And we are a very intricate part in the whole process. We are the reason. Huh, you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> we are the reason. And, um, you know, I just, I just love it and I, and I think it's a beautiful thing and, I, and I, 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 I know this March is Women's History Month, but you know, I think from this point on, um, you have your Michelle Obama, you have your Oprah Winfrey, you yeah. have, your Meryl Street. You yes. have so many different women that are stepping up mm -hmm. and and recognizing not just our past but our present and of course the future and you know and just letting these girls these young girls know, letting our peers know, letting every woman, every every girl, child, grandmother, sister, whatever, know that you are important. Yes. And you stand and you are worthy of something. Most definitely, Stephanie. From today, tomorrow, and forever. We are all in this together. We this ain't no one this yeah. ain't no one person. Yeah, we have to do this together. But you know what I and uh, and again, it's just kinda it's like a turnkey though too. Hmm. Um, the guys, um, I think, you know, I'm gonna say the guys, the males, hmm. you know what I'm so speaking of. They're they're and they're recognizing and they're listening. And I think that um, um, where we where we are right now, um, our voice is being heard all over, not just in our communities, not just you know, not, it's been heard all over the world. Hmm. And um, they're understanding that you know that what what we've been taught. Hmm. In what we have learned to do, we have learned to be silent. Right. We're no longer doing that, and we don't have to do it anymore. I like, you know what? I really like that. Okay, one more question, one more question. Sure. Okay. <laughs> what advice would you give women, young women? What advice, okay, one minute. What advice would you give a young woman? Um, to continue to push forward to continue to understand 
who you are. And if you don't know who you are, learn yourself and know that you too make a difference. You know what, I just got chills. You know what, stepping. I love it. Well guys, thank you so much for listening to The Help Show. Please stay tuned. Hi, this is Nyetta. Hi, this is Tiffany. And you're listening to The, the Help, Help Show. Show. So, Tiffany, what did you think about the, the interview? Well, I am empowered as a woman, and I feel smarter. Amen, sister. And I <laughs> wish I could pay, but, I mean, I can. But, well, that's the, that's the question. Right. But yeah, I, I think that both of the women we interviewed in uh, this month were very great examples of the strides women have women have made in the workforce. I think so too. I um I enjoyed Kimmy. Um, that interview was super amazing. She's um, adorable. Yeah, she's she's very empowered and empowering. First of all, and second of all, you can tell she's very passionate about what she does um, for human resource. I like how she described her journey. Um, she did such a great job, such an eloquent job of just talking about how life experiences really guided her to her field and how right. she took a lot of chances with right. her different um, organizations that she worked for. And right. that's, I mean, that's wonderful because I know a lot of people do get afraid to, to step out and try something new, even though they have everything they need to do well. Right, right. And I love the fact that it, it, all, it all comes from home, um, beginnings from home. Mm-hmm. You know, um, um, she's what she's um, Nigerian, mm-hmm. and growing up in such a structured home, this this is all she's kind of been around, mm-hmm. and so she is so accustomed to being very structured, very organized, seeing other people's perspective, mm-hmm. and I, and I think that that has made her be who she is. I mean, as far as like in the human resource um, industry, I love the fact that she is, you know, women power. We can do it. Let's get together. Let's come up with a plan and let's execute. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love the fact that she's like, I will help you. If I see that you have the talent, I'm going to help you. Same thing with Stephanie. I was, um, we said actually last night and we talked and I, I really just love how empowering she is when it comes to women power as well. And the group of women that Stephine um, sets herself around are, are just the same, you know, and I, and I love the fact that she the way that she does her abstract to kind of describe where her journey is. And she described um, painting as a vacation, yeah. I believe, which I thought was really, you know, that's an analogy you don't really hear very often. Yeah. Doing something as a vacation. Yeah. And it wasn't like because I'm hurt or um, there's there's issues, a place of serenity. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought that was really nice when she said um, um, it was a vacation. And so as far as the treatment in the workplace, Kimmy sees that, mm-hmm. you know, it's different from her perspective as her seeing that being a, glo- um, a global um, human resource um, professional. As far as um, Stephine, she she really the treatment in the workplace. She's like, girl, um, anybody gonna treat me any kind of way? It was hard to pull Stephanie. She was like. Do they? I mean, her being a business owner and, and being, you know, an entrepreneur, yeah. you know, you do cut down on those negative interactions yeah. because you, you're running the show. Yeah. So she's like, you know what? If I don't want to deal with this, bye, Felicia. <laughs> Get on out of here. And that kind of takes us back to what Kimmy was saying, um, you know, as a human resource professional, you know, being authentic and being your true self yes. in the workplace. Of course, professional. You can't be wild. and but. <laughs> Authentic, you know, it, being able to speak up for yourself and be assertive, like those things, um, really add to the work environment for everybody involved. Not yes. just your personal 
work, but also the people around you in your work place. Right. That's what we talk about when right, we talk about right. treatment. Yeah. So I know people will treat you better if you are, you know, genuine. Most definitely. And so we also talked about the stress in the workplace, like, you know, how to deal with stress. Of course, um, Kimmy, she's a professional. Um, I don't want to say bodybuilder, but she's a professional because she's not. But she does um, competition. Mm-hmm. And so it is kind of like bodybuilding, but sculpting. Right. And right. so that's her way of stress. You know, she's releasing Having something to focus. on. Yeah, she's releasing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's releasing those endorphins, <laughs> you know. And then we have Stephanie, which she's an artist mm-hmm. and she paints and her her art work is so amazing nice. it's so 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 amazing i'm, I'm gonna have to um, take some pictures and show you guys that we were just moving so fast last night who we're bringing in my birthday yeah yes. i had to hey i had to let you guys know today is my birthday she wouldn't even <laughs> let me wait and say happy birthday like i was gonna tell her happy birthday but now <laughs> it doesn't have as much like because somebody you know her birthday she tells me all the time birthday same day as mariah carey guys yes you, you guys didn't know two great divas were born on march 27th yes so. Nyetta and mariah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you see how she put Nyetta first, even though Mariah comes before Ian. And we know what, whatever. Hey, 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 hey. But okay. okay. Mariah knows. <laughs> but overall, just, you know, I think the thing we can take away from this month, besides just something that Kimmy said that stuck with me, is that, you know, the present is really great to focus on because yeah. we can appreciate every everything we've come from as women, as people. Right. And really look towards the future and, like, Thinking about the young women that are looking up to us today, we we talked about you know the kids in Parkland and how yes you know their protest is gonna help shine light on other protests of people that have been doing the work and that's what we have to do yes in the workplace is you know reach back and 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 also push people forward so that we can all be in a better place and it is so important I don't Mm -hmm. think people understand that that mental um, capacity of your life is the most important it's like. I think we spend like 60% of our time, which is, don't quote me on this statistic, but me looking like 60% of our time in, at the workforce. It's, um, yeah, in your life. In your life. Mm-hmm. And so I think being mentally healthy and uh, mentally stable is so important. Mm-hmm. And so being able to go home, paint a picture or, um, or, or spoken words or some kind of way to express how you feel because work is stressful work is i mean that's that's literally the definition of stress is your body reacting to work to things that are happening so instead of you know just only focusing on work you know having a life having people that you pour into and have people pour into you you know you can keep yourself refreshed and really have a great attitude i mean myself personally i've really taken it seriously of like having time to just clear my mind and taking care of my body and you know having intention when I walk into the workplace because I know people are watching me and I want to be able to give and you can't give if you don't have anything left if you're, if you're spent all the time yeah. and if you're not a people person <laughs> you might need to find a different p- another, career. Yeah, another occupation. There's so occupation. many careers yeah. if you're introverted, you know. I'm not saying isolate yourself in a cave because that's not healthy. Not at all. <laughs> you got to have all. some social connection. But if, if you're, the thing that you're passionate about really doesn't require other people to be around, if you're a writer, you know, write. If right, yeah. You know, I, I'm not quite sure what other, you know, if you're an electrician and you love getting up inside of houses, and I mean, that's pretty much, you, you don't need anybody else there to do that. <laughs> You might have that lady looking at you like, what you doing up there? (laughs) But otherwise, (laughs) that's your customer. But otherwise, you don't need a crowd. You don't need a whole team. Um, 
but just do what works for you. And, and, you know, speaking to women specifically, just because there's not any women there doesn't mean women can't do it. Right. And it, it, that's and same thing for men, too. Yeah, most, it's like we're, uh, how, how roles have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not men, women should be in the kitchen and men should be out um, digging in holes. It's, it, the, 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 um, the roles have actually that's, really changed. Right. I mean, the, the greatest chefs we talk about are mostly men. So yeah. that negates that. And then yeah. the, the field we're in with mental health, like... All the people that we research and we read and we learn from, a lot of them are males, and I don't know where the stereotype comes from. Yeah. So those things that we see as traditionally female, like you know, you can make a career of it. If men can make a career of it, women can. If women can make a career of it, men can. So yeah. it's just about you know knowing your limitations and pushing yourself to reach your goals. And and I think that the roles have changed because of World War II. After the war, you know, the men went out to fight, and the women had to um, you know keep the homes and but keep keep it financially. Mm-hmm. And so basically what happened they'd start um having careers that they didn't you know they they didn't know they're really interested in mm-hmm. and so if, like for instance not a chef but like um electrician mm-hmm. you know women can, can be electrician i actually met an electrician as a woman mm-hmm. um women can be um what is it i all? mean they were welding they well, were yeah, making yeah, bombs welders, yes. they were you know they were farmers they yeah. were growing food for the war effort so yeah. i definitely you know it's it's interesting how, you know, people can do anything when you need them to. Yeah. And so we keep that at mentality that, you know, like with all of the, the money that goes into, you know, pushing girls to go into STEM careers and, and making right. sure that, you know, when girls hit middle school, they know that science, engineering, technology and math are options for them. Right. It's not only it's for me. Because it's needed. I mean, yeah. we need more representation in all of these fields and right. think about all the one like when we think about um what's the movie that came out last year um, um hidden, hidden figures, figures. <laughs> like that yeah the second you thought yeah. <laughs> i got it out the tip of my tongue <laughs> but um you know that was in the 1960s yes those women were pioneers and yes. and it's even it's it's so funny how like their jobs were not they were computers literally yes, <laughs> like, yes. if we didn't have those people right we wouldn't have the you know we wouldn't have technology in our hand that's you know this has access to the entire world right. so um so yeah looking at history and just knowing where we've come from right. women's history month right yes and we, knowing where we are how important we are how important we play in society yeah um you know stand up be heard mm-hmm. you know um guys this has been a, a extremely amazing month um, women history month i've learned so much and um the founders of so many different um um, movements. Mo- yeah, movements that have, have happened. And so I want to say thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, TTT. I almost forgot TTT. Um, thank you, thank you for listening to The Help Show. And we're getting ready to sign off. Um, thank you for listening. Please stay tuned. For more information, visit our website at thehelpshow.org. And it's my birthday. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. I'm sorry. She's got a last word. Check out the Instagram. Oh, scroll yeah. through for the month. Night <laughs> of a lot of hard work finding those wonderful, amazing women and some really good pictures too. Yeah. I was like, you know, I want to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> you know what? T-shirt with the help show. With TTT, the help show. Okay, we oh. might need to get some like a uh, clearance there. Uh, images. But yes, thank you all for listening. You are amazing. We send us your comments. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you.